0: Oh, that's it. That's it? Yeah.
1: And let go of the day.
0: So let go of the fucking day, Wait, man. Gong. What? We're going to gong? Yes, I want the gong. We don't have the where's the gong? Just you make the sound of a brought gong. You it in here. Gong. <laughs> Sounds like you're snoring.
2: Gong.
3: Gong. Gong. Jesus, can we just do, okay, whatever. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? (laughs) Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. That hurt my nipple. Why did you do that? I was was trying to tease Kathy and like (laughs) show her my nipple and then I smacked it and I realized you're very sensitive. (laughs) And notice the sadistic meanie that Abyss is. She just laughs when I hurt myself. <laughs>
1: Generally, yes.
3: Whatever. Hello, and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. And at the end, we sing a song <laughs> 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 and hawk a giant loogie into the microphone. Thank you, Fee.
2: Recording live from Camp Fifi, deep in the suburbs, in front of our per- <laughs> perverted
3: studio
0: in
2: Hi, pervert. <laughs> we have a new pervert today.
0: I'm Fee. I'm Kathy. I'm a bitch.
3: <laughs> and I am Boogie.
0: I forgot my name. And
3: fucking Frank and Kathy. My name is Kathy. Oh, we're really on that road today, aren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of roads, what'd you guys do this week? I heard you guys were masturbating today a lot.
0: Where did you hear that? You From said you my, masturbated today, right, and so us. I'm like, well, <laughs> I want to
3: talk about it.
2: So this morning um, I get a I get a text from Boogie letting me know that the uh, the uh, podcast is up because t- we're recording on Wednesday when it went up. So um, I said, okay, cool. I'm in the middle of masturbating. I'll listen to it in a bit. I was actually listening to my birthday episode, the part where you guys, Kathy and Abyss, were, were beating me. You vain <laughs> <I> was... slut. She
3: <laughs> <I Fee> was... <laughs> masturbates to her own audio porn. That's... I was
2: masturbating to them beating me. It was... So <laughs> Um.
3: (laughs) You can thank our amazing condenser mic that we now have to uh, pick up Mm -hmm. our demos. And stuff. Bedtime.
2: So his response was, we'll carry on. XOXO.
3: <laughs> so, Kathy, you masturbated today. Yes, I did. And how was that? It was wonderful. Was it good? It was really good. Did you like throw yourself down on the bed and call yourself names?
0: No, I don't have those kind of orgasms. <laughs> Mine are very quiet. You don't even know I'm doing If you were are you watching having... me in bed, you, you wouldn't You have know like what a
3: dying doing. rose laid across your chest. <laughs> That's exactly you know? right.
0: <laughs> are, you, yes. are you having one right now? You- <gasps> yes. Was,
2: how did you know? It's very,
3: very quiet. Oh. I had one of those, oh, long, long, long time ago. I won't say what your relationship was, but it was many, many years ago. And it was like I was all new and young, very, very young and still a Christian preacher. By the way, did I ever mention I was a Christian preacher? Yeah, you yes. probably did. Yes, you also, did. you yeah, were you, in the hospital. Yes, and I was in the hospital. Yes, okay, <laughs> great, Alzheimer's. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But I remember being like so excited because, you know, oh, here's my, you know, This Christian relationship and, and I was married to, I guess I just, I'm going to out my, that it was my ex-wife who (laughs) at the time wasn't very sexually advanced and her orgasms were literally like this. Okay. You have to listen very, very closely. 40 minutes, my teeth are numb from fucking going down on her, and I'm begging this imaginary God that at the time I believed in to please <laughs> let my wife have an orgasm. And I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna die. And this is it. Dead quiet, dead flower on the chest, and this is it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 And I was like, yay, I am a rock star. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it got better as time went on. But <laughs> at the time, it was pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> we saw Mad Max today.
0: Wow, that's so much. That What a segue that Mad was. Mad
3: Max. That's what uh, Abyss and I did. We said, God damn it, we're going to see a movie. And she wanted to see Mad Max uh, Fury. Road. Road.
1: It had a lot of good reviews, and it was very, very jam-packed action. Whatever, it was a lot of driving. Was, was there anything kinky in it? It was just a dri- lot of yes, driving. Yes, the
3: kink was driving. It was, if you have, a,
1: if, if you're a driving fetish,
3: if you like driving <laughs> and cars and weird Although, people. Although
1: actually, I will say a lot of the outfits borderline fetish wear. Yeah, like, no, I was, th- I there mean, was some. There was definitely some sexy visual sexiness going on there. So, just a uh, lot of driving. Yeah, the whole movie. Two hours. Two Here's your spoiler. Hours.
3: Turn, turn your head away if you don't want a spoiler. It's just driving. It's hey, yeah,
1: aggressive driving.
3: Drive very aggressive, very angry driving. Lots of angry drivers on that road of fury and it was great the only thing that was great about that was the commercials cuz when you go to the cheapy theaters they show you commercials to you know make you That's realize the that theaters, you're broke man. ass and and a loser and have to watch commercials for your cheap movie so there's this fucking Taco Hell commercial right And I swear to God, they use the song, you know the song, All Around Me Are Familiar Faces, (laughs) the total emo song, right? Some girl singing this emo song, and this guy's like, oh, oh man, I'm totally bummed. And there's like cute girls dancing off in the distance, but they don't want him. And he's like, oh, emo, whatever. And so to make his life better, he goes and eats a bacon taco. And now he's all of a sudden, I can deal with life chicks don't dig me I'll never get laid but I can eat and then we started joking about all you need is a bacon taco and a Xanax to fucking get through life and then we invented a bacon Xanner taco <laughs> and Abyss is oh. like it might be bitter at first but then after 20 minutes you you're don't
0: like give a fuck. <laughs> you're like yeah it's pretty good actually so that's what we all did with our day huh? that's it yeah. that was
3: that was our day and now let's find out what's going on fet life is the place we talk about genital torture in subspace we share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the
0: world yeah perverted podcast talking about fet life, motherfucker fet FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people, and every week we talk a bit about the stuff that FetLife people are talking about.
1: For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Wow. So, FetLife!
0: <laughs> 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 That's so operatic.
1: <laughs> hey, well, you know. So, uh, are we doing mine or no? Yeah, do yours. <laughs> do yours okay. Tell. All right, why well, is here? All mm. right. We're going to make no. boobs like boobs like my boobs maybe maybe
2: not the boobs about well This topic yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) all right so (laughs) the uh topic we are covering is the top 10 signs you're too old for bdsm yeah, and I will say a just warning. Yes, a just warning. Yes, it's. Uh, I will say it did strike a chord on some of us. Not me. <laughs> what? Not Fuck me off,
3: <laughs> fucking whippersnappers. This was, this
1: was at the top
2: of KMP like a week and a half ago, yeah. so well, yeah, it struck a it struck a chord with a lot of people.
1: And it's it's funny. Um, yeah, and it's it. like to give uh, the top one. It's like age pay is really twenty four seven when you're <laughs> too old. Um, and. Yeah, no. So what we decided was to go with the ideal suspension is an ultra lift bra for some of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, It's really funny. So we decided we could do better.
3: <laughs> so we're going to write our you're too old for kinks. So we yeah. had our, now.
1: Yeah, our now. Right now, 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 we're Ready? actually doing them now. What? You
2: were supposed to write them <laughs> or did you forget? Because that what? might be a sign that you're too Alzheimer's? old for
1: a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: What? What were we
3: talking about? I, I
2: wrote what? <laughs> well, right. go ahead. Boogie. Right. What? What's no, yours? I'm not starting. Why don't we start with V? All right. Uh, you got, know
3: you're too old for kink when...
2: You stop worrying about your parents finding out about your kinky life and realize that your kids, or worse, grandkids, are old enough to have FetLife life accounts.
1: Oh. Mm.
2: And secondly, you might be too old for kink or BDSM if you accidentally send your dungeon membership renewal to the AARP.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh,
3: see? Because that's for old people. That's
1: actually funny. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: happens. (laughs) Kathy, Kathy,
3: have you gotten your card yet? No. No, me neither. Uh Uh-uh. I'm, I'm close. I'm there. I'm I'm close. Close. How, what is You're, the age limit
0: fifth, for that? 50. 50. 50. This 50. year, man. This, is, this year is this my is, year. Kathy's going
3: to come in all.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's over. I, I, I remember when my husband got his in the mail, he was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? I can get a discount on
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And suddenly he's like,
3: Huh? Kathy, did you write I, some?
0: Well, on that note, I'm going to be 50 this year. And that was a very triggery piece for me. And I refuse to write anything. But I will share with you. One that actually did happen to me. Okay. A hot flash right in the middle of getting banged.
3: Oh, <laughs> nice. Had
0: to tap out. go well, that's I can't. So we got to stop. Girl,
3: I'll put an ice pack on my pussy. Where's
0: the fucking ice pack? You know, uh,
1: I've had a similar situation where I've had a, my back go. during. Oh. And I've literally done that. <laughs>
3: it's very sexy to do aftercare on Abyss when you're putting, you're icing her back. And, and there's a part of me that's like, oh, my poor little girl. that's bad." bad, bad. And the part of me like, yeah, bitch. I'm a rock star. I broke your shit.
1: It's so horrible.
3: Abyss has some, okay, Abyss, you
1: are too old for kink when... Uh, you're watching an interrogation scene and you yell, they did it better in the Inquisition.
3: Oh! <laughs> that is fucking old.
1: Yeah. And uh, the other one I have is when you have to trade your garters in for a girdle.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, because shit just starts you dropping. It. Drop it. Mm-hmm. Gravity, and, not the friend of the aging. <laughs>
1: And then my last one is: you know you are too old for BDSM when your strap-on needs
0: Viagra. Oh! <laughs> oh, I, think, I think abyss wins. We don't even need to hear boogies
3: Whatever, I wrote mine. Okay, you know you're too old for kink or BDSM when they pull the ball gag out of your mouth and your false teeth are stuck to it. But up, oh. really, really, <laughs> fuck your cunts, you loose whores. <laughs> You purposefully, every time. Fuck you, people at my perverted podcast listeners. I, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm I, just talking to the listeners. Can I, oh. can I, no, just, you can't. You're too old for kink when Your PP play is motivated by an enlarged prostate rather than your uber dominance. See, it's old. Thank you at least for canned laughter. God damn it. You swatter three times, and it turns into breath play. For <laughs> oh. you! Oh, see? Oh,
1: oh okay. No, no, no. It was funny.
3: Okay. Thanks. <laughs> you know you're too old for kink. This is for fee. You know you're too old for kink or BDSM when you can comb over your ear hair and make you look more like a lumber sexual. Aww. See? Because see? that The ear jacks. hair. Lumberjacks. Oh, and
1: like a beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: ear, ear, beard, a beard. A beard. Moving right along. (laughs) Here's my last one. You know who you are. Probably too old for kink or BDSM. When you walk halfway across the room to get your Viagra and realize your balls are still in your girlfriend's mouth on the bed. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever. And Abyss brought a trash can, and and I'm too old to make the trash can. (laughs) Thank you, Abyss.
0: All right, so the next post we're going to talk about is called something like, can you submit when you're angry? Do we have her permission to... Say her name. Well, we don't know how to actually pronounce her name. I think it's Britain. Britain Cooley. I'm like Brit. You It's it's Brit. 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 I just just
1: heard the cunt you like, and I'm like,
2: what?
0: Brit cunt you She has.
2: She has a post about that too.
0: Um, (laughs) I was like, that's rude. (laughs) It's can you serve when you're mad? Is the title of the post. Can you serve when you're mad? I almost got it. Do you? So she's talking about um, it. It's in her nature to be very combative and bratty, and. They're moving in together, I believe, her and her guy. And so what's happening is she's having to confront all these issues where she would normally be a total brat and a jerk and come off with some sassy remark, and they've talked about it, and she has decided, they both have, that she's going to try and take the higher road and do something different. So she's talking about what it's like the first time that she has to actually confront a point where she would be sassy and all just bratty-mouthed, and she doesn't. Instead, she takes the other road and how hard that is to do. And I have to say, my hat's off to her because there is no (laughs) way I can do that. (laughs) I would totally bread out. I don't know that I could keep my mouth shut, which is probably why I'm not in a 24-7 and will never be. Here's
3: your fucking cup of coffee, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: exactly right. That's exactly what I would do. No, I could never do that. Um, I, I think she's amazing for doing it. She goes into detail about how hard it is for her to do and how she does it anyway. She comes out the other end and it was actually a really good thing. Yeah.
3: So we're posing the question to each other is, can you be of service when you're angry at your top dominant significant other? Can you be supportive and service or submissive or of service? They're two different things.
2: I, I can go. Okay. Okay. No, (laughs) but here's, here's the caveat. It takes a lot to get me mad. So when I am angry, someone has crossed over a line and then no, I will call pause on any DS situation that we have going on. Cause we need to talk about it. I I can't be okay with someone if I feel like they've done something that has crossed a line for me and I've, I've done it uh, with an ex of mine when he rolled back the DS in our relationship and said from now, you know, we, when he came out, it was supposed to be 24 seven. We had this thing going and then he kept screwing things up and things were getting upsetting. And so we changed it to, Uh, it's only DS when I have a collar on. So we went to the supermarket and he did something domly, and I smashed his hand, like I slapped his hand away and I was like, no, there's no collar on my neck right now. You don't get to do that. And he got pissed off at me. And I was like, no, you set this rule. I didn't want to roll back the DS. You wanted to roll back the DS. I will not submit right now. And I was pissed off for a while about that. And I couldn't submit again until he owned up to it and apologized. So no if I'm upset, it's because someone's done something that bad that I'm like, no, no no, no, no until until we're back on the same playing field, you don't get submissive fee hmm.
3: Well, that is fees uh That's- fee how fee handles yes. fees uh, submission um, we're not going to talk about the difficulties and individual dynamics and variables of the thousands of mm-hmm. d s relationships that are out there. Um, But I really like to point out when I read this that um, the word submission is a very funny word for people in this lifestyle. Um, Where the actual meaning of the word, I should have actually printed this out, but it it, it basically doesn't imply that you have to enjoy what you're doing. Uh, In fighting, when you submit, it's because they're going to break your fucking arm or choke you to death while you're fighting, it is a it is not something that you give up naturally. It is not something that you go, oh, okay, I'll submit. That is when you submit for the sake of doing it because you enjoy doing it. There's really not uh, as much of a challenge in doing that. You're it's as far as I'm concerned, the only time I submit when I got arrested, um, I submitted. When they said, turn around, and they pushed me against my car and put cuffs on me, um, that was a submission. I did not want to be taken uh, by, uh, by people, and I was taken by people. The other times, I've had a lot of run-ins with police officers in my life. Those are <laughs> times of submission. Um, so when it comes down to when you're angry, can you be of service? Can you? I guess another aspect, because I know a lot of master-slave relationships, people who are in those relationships, and they talk very specifically about these times when you're angry at your master, and there's a job that still needs to be done, and are you going to have the integrity to do that job, that thing that you committed to? even if you don't like or are angry at the person that is telling you to do that because you agreed. Now, in Fee's situation, there was a thing where they had something set up. But if you're in more of a Mm -hmm. 24-7, you can expect that you're going to be being of service uh, at times where you're not exactly thrilled with your top or dominant.
1: It also depends on like what you guys are doing. If it's like a interpersonal thing, I can understand maybe having a little more leeway. But if you're talking about more of like, no, we're going to this conference. We had this situation where we are going to talk and we had, you know, a demo program, you know, set up or something like that. Yeah, no, that's it's not about the relationship. It is about mm-hmm. the higher calling and what you committed to. Um, I know that for me personally, uh, sure, I have I have I have been of service plenty of times when I've been fucking ready to rip someone's face off. And it's not just a dominant situation or whatever. It's, you know, if you, you have a job to do, if you have a job to do, you fucking do it. So. Uh,
0: that's true. Um, there've been many times where I've had to submit or serve when I don't want to do that specific task, but she was talking specifically about being angry and that yeah. is a hard fucking emotion to get past. Yeah.
2: Because I can, I can, I, i've had tops and doms who make me exercise or whatever in order to do things i don't want to exercise i don't want to make my lunch every day i don't want to do the things i have to do but i do them because i agreed to them that's not anger that's like okay i don't want to do this but i agreed to do this i didn't want to quit smoking i quit smoking um but anger is different yeah. and when i'm angry that's a we have to hit pause
3: i've had uh, being in leadership at a uh, at threshold, sometimes we don't all get along. What really? It is true. What? And sometimes there is anger, and there have been times where, um, and mine's, I consider mine more service than submission. Um, but there's been times where I've been angry at other people that I'm working with, but the job still needs to get mm-hmm. done. And not only am I angry at that person, but now I am kind of cleaning up after something or trying to help solve the situation Even though I may be angry at the person, which of course we resolve it and work it out, you know, talk about it. But at that time, the job needed to be done. And I could throw that person under the bus and cause more problems or just do the service and get it done. I'm sure as a nurse, uh, Abyss has had more than one uh, patient that has made her fucking pissed off.
1: No, they are all (laughs) angels. (laughs)
3: your IV, motherfucker
1: (laughs) Um, no but as and even in a ds situation uh i've been in situations where i have been like there have been play after many spirited conversations and i've noticed like for me if it goes from being like because there it had to i had to work to submit during play Mm -hmm. like it for me it was just bottoming i had a good time but it was it was bottoming there got to a point where i could you know could submit during play And I've found that after, like, if there's been anger or whatever, like I've, my, my fallback is to going back to bottoming. So it's the process of reopening yourself up. So I can understand it being difficult.
2: Yeah. I actually was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently. I just realized that the conversation goes along with this, um, where he was saying that with, with his partner, when they got into a situation where they were having an argument, the protocol for that relationship was for her to get down on her knees into position which would trigger the the daddy brain in him to be like oh wait i have to I, I care for this person and we're having a fight and i need to turn my dom brain on and and be caring now and it took me a while to understand why she would have to submit when she's pissed off i was like no that doesn't make sense at all but once i understood it from his side that it was a, a trigger for him to see her get down on her knees was like oh hold on, she needs me to listen to her right now. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense, fine.
3: Well, wow. look at that. We solved, we solved, BDS- we solved yeah. master. We solved BDS. <laughs> <laughs> and a sweet song. Logging about the creepers on her page And how she needs to get laid Fee on Fee Fee loving the penis mm,
2: That penis. <laughs> I do love the penis, what I don't love is when someone uses the whole like girl thing on me when they haven't earned it um i get I get emails I get a lot of emails I love my emails I love the people who 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 talk to me and send me things, but when they send me a message and it says something along the lines of oh you're a pretty girl or oh, you're such a good girl, and I don't fucking know them you it really <laughs> really Mm, get
3: over it no
2: that's annoying no it's really annoying because I'm I'm an adult and I don't like being treated like a girl by someone that doesn't have the authority to treat me that way Abyss has her hand raised. Question: <laughs> okay. Yes,
1: Abyss. Is. is it Shark Week?
2: It is indeed it is Shark Week. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so, in the blog that I posted, I think I actually posted this one yesterday. It is. It does end by saying, "This is a public service announcement." This public service announcement has been brought to you by Tampax because, um, I, yeah, it is Shark Week. But it just it does it rubs me the wrong way, and it reminds me of another thing that I know that that Boogie blogged about it before, and I've I've written about it in other things, um where i won't use the the sir or any other honorific on anyone until i f- feel it until i felt that they've earned it you you use the word like till you've done the work it's kind of the same thing going the other way you don't get to girl me or sweetie me or whatever unless we've got that relationship happening
1: it's also, I think you, you're say you're getting this via email, right? Okay. So it's different than like, say someone at the dungeons, like, Hey honey, or how are you doing? Oh, no, that's or, you know, different. Cause yeah, like that oh, that's situation.
2: Yeah. That's, no, no, no. This is, or, or people commenting on, on something that I've written and saying, good girl. Well,
0: okay. Creepy. That's okay. creepy. I'm glad well, you think why so. Why is that creepy? Because you don't even know who it is. They have no right to be that intimate with you. I didn't, I didn't saying, know there
3: was a law that when I went no on the law. internet, Said anything about that. Law. No, no,
0: not. you have a personal
3: fucking choice to ignore my email. We do, but but <laughs> judge it. What, what's happening now is I'm just going to be as somebody who has has gotten these uh, return emails. If I call you, sweetie, or little girl, or I'm playing a role, um, all you have to do is ignore me. But the fact yeah. that you get so irked about it, I don't know why it gets in your no, head. We so We do much. ignore
0: you. We're irked right now because we're just discussing it. We don't. No, I'm just combative.
3: saying the, the response is that I've heard this a number of times, like, don't call me fucking sweetie, or don't call me girl, or don't call me this or that, well, you don't know me, and it's like, you're right, we're, we're on the internet, and you, and you got fucking sexy pictures of you, and you say you're a fucking little girl, or you advertise I, that you're submissive, I and I or I'm just saying in general, <laughs> um, and so it's like, okay, so someone says, okay, little girl, um, then you just, you can... Why does that bug you? I mean, just ignore it if when, you don't like it.
1: Well, I mean, does it bother you if someone call, Well,
3: No, it doesn't bother me online when people call me sir. I just don't... If I have a chance to have a discussion with you, the blog that I wrote was don't call me sir if you haven't fucking earned the right to call me sir or we have that dynamic. But if I don't know you and you're just reaching out and saying, hey, baby, I like you, which I get all the time because women just flock to me, right? <laughs> um... But I just don't take it personal on the internet because well, it's the internet.
0: The only reason that I can only say from my point of view, what I would imagine a lot of women feel the same way. It's very condescending, and we as women have trouble just accepting that already because we're we're always fighting against the current. So to have some, something like that come at us again, it triggers us. It is. It actually kind
2: of does trigger. There was a. I used to have a job. I had a job and and my job was, uh, it was at like a pager shop, pagers. Do you remember those? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was supposed to answer the phone and and activate pagers. No big deal. But this, the sales guy would come up to me and be like, Oh, sweetie, when you get a chance, could you go clean the bathroom and make some coffee? That was not my job. My job was not to clean the bathroom and make coffee and calling me sweetie. Isn't going to make me want to do it for you. So it kind of gives me that same, that feeling, yeah, uh, yes, Again, abyss my abyss. whole thing is,
1: I was a waitress for a million years, so it's one of those things where it's like I call everybody sweetie, honey, mm-hmm. whatever. A lot of times it's a it's a mellow term of endearment. If you have an email that starts with, because I've gotten these, "Hey baby, how you doing?" Blah blah blah, yep. and you are <laughs> the you letters are the letters, not your, <laughs> not you. Anyway, whatever. But it's at, at that point you just kind of go douche and yeah. delete. I mean, if it were in person and someone said, hey, girl, like, and not even like, hey, girl, but it's, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know what, intention,
2: yeah. it's about intention, intention. I'll because yeah, no, someone
1: does that shit to me and it's like, I can call you a cunt, but if, if, if my, mm-hmm. that person calls you a cunt and doesn't know it, there's a, there's a, there's a fight. Exactly.
2: And it's, it's like <laughs> that. It's about the intention. It's about, it's about that. I, I can tell when the email comes in or when someone says it in a way that is supposed to be patronizing and it, it, doesn't jive well. With Delete. Me, which I do.
1: Dun 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 next. dun dun, dun, dun <laughs> shark week. Shark week, Shark week. Bleeding bleeding. Hey, on the bright bleeding, side bleeding.
2: Segway. On the bright side, I'm gonna be spending the next week um in a bathing suit, not having shark week because I just Got through it hey, this week.
1: So you don't have to worry about sharks on your vacation.
2: No, no sharks on this vacation. Um, sharks
3: be scared of you <laughs> in the water at this moment. They'd be like, I want to bite that bit. Uh-uh, She's a little like, grass up I'm going to bite Just you back. Just don't call her sweetie. <laughs>
1: hey, sweetie, can I bite your butt? <laughs> so
2: there's a, a, a few, a, a little back a little background. I, I've lost a lot of weight in the last year, almost 80, 90 pounds, something Whee! like this. Um, it, was, it, was, it was, you know. It was difficult, but it also kind of just happened. Um, So body image issues are a thing we all deal with. No. (laughs) Everybody I know has body image issues. And the idea of... (laughs) uh, (laughs) Buggy's rubbing his belly right now.
3: It's the Buddha. I I can't see (laughs) because your computer's in the way. Uh,
2: So a week on the beach in a bathing suit, I was kind of feeling a little... Eh, about that and then i i was going back through my past blogs and i remembered this one day very specifically that i wrote this one i was feeling really crappy one night and uh, there was a party going on at threshold and i decided to go i I think this was this was shortly after like the last guy dumped me or something like i was feeling pretty crappy so um I had this dress that i bought that is not a not a style of dress i normally wear it's like really tight and form-fitting and i decided to just put it on and go even though my i have a belly and it showed a little bit i went had no play planned the only clean pair underwear i had was like a thong and and anyone i always wear like full coverage underwear at threshold because body image issues whatever so (laughs) i get there and i meet this guy (laughs) who looks like a pirate it was awesome uh he's into rope and and we arrange a scene and during the negotiation he asks if i'm comfortable taking my dress off and i said "Mm, well you know i'm not really i mean i guess if you want me to that's fine but i'm not wearing cute underwear so to fast forward at the end he ends up telling me that i'm a liar and you know like like punishing me but i'm air quoting because it was like fun um because i said i wasn't wearing cute underwear and he says don't you ever lie to me like that again your underwear are very cute and at this point, I open my eyes and look in the mirror and I'm, I'm naked except for my thong. And I think I look hot. And it was it was just relieving to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I've done a lot of work on this body and it looks good. And I haven't really had a lot of uh, terrible body image issues since that day, because every time I start to get into this spinny thing in my head where, oh, gosh, I'm heavy and blah, blah, blah. I remember I looked good that day and I still look good and I'm going to be fine on the beach for a week and it's just family anyway, so who the fuck cares? <laughs> and,
1: and also, <laughs> and also, it's, it's, I'm glad that you're able to take that and, you know, and it's also, this isn't a, you're done with your project either. Oh, no, I I'm mean, you and I just, yeah, you and I just went for this long ass, like hour and a half walk the other day and we're still like, you know, committed to being healthy yeah. and that's the other thing. So... Mm. And a, you're feeling sexy and sassy and...
2: I am. I do. I have this really hot bathing suit that I bought. Too sexy for family, though. i got to wait till they go to bed and then go wear it to like, the nighttime pool or something. Ooh.
3: The nighttime pool where your cabana boy will be there with his little so stack of towels. I, and he'll be all, mija.
2: You should go read my resort smut that I posted the other day.
3: Is are, you gonna, are you going to fuck a cabana boy?
2: If he's cute.
3: If he's cute? And you're, willing. You're going to make it happen?
2: Am I going to make it happen? Are yeah. you going to order me to make it yes. happen? <laughs> yes.
3: Go get some dick because you're kind of in a bitchy mood, you know. It would be good for you. I will work on that. It would be really good for yeah. you. I, th- I think it's awesome that you celebrate um, the fact that you worked on yourself. Um, and and that gives you incremental body image that is obviously going to increase as you keep working on yourself. Um, this is a whole nother can of worms to open up as far as body image and whatever and I think what is important to point out about your body image is that it came from concern and care for yourself and then you achieved a goal and you were able to celebrate uh, that goal and this gets into where I feel like daggers are going to be uh, thrown and whatever cuz you know I'm fat I'm overweight And I have my body images and whatever, and I celebrate the times, you know, when I'm working on myself and I celebrate my body at that point. But I think culturally we've gotten in this thing where a lot of people who are overweight are trying to validate their unhealthy choices uh, by telling themselves that this is this is beautiful and this is attractive and they're not being concerned about their health anymore. And that's something that just goes up my fucking ass a mile because I made myself this fat. This was me. You see right there? That's some donuts. And over here, that's like an extra five tacos when I could have had two. And I brought myself to this place. And when my doctors tell me that I have visceral fat that's crowding my organs and it's probably going to end up creating a lot of health problems, those are things that aren't attractive. Because they came from a place of not caring for myself. So I think it's really important that when you guys do go on a walk or I do go to the gym a few times a week and and I look in the mirror and I see the improvements that I'm making, that it's important that I appreciate my body for what it is and I don't beat myself up for the fact that I'm fat because I made myself this way. But I never stop being concerned about my health. Because when you stop being concerned about your health, you have people that you care about die right in front of you. And in the past few years, I've had some people that were my best fucking friends in the world drop fucking dead because they didn't care for themselves.
0: I I agree with you. I think there's a a vast difference, even though it may not seem that way, between... I feel good about myself and I'm not going to get down myself uh, because of the way I look right now versus, hey, I'm beautiful, I'm going to eat these dozen donuts. Because yeah. one is lying to yourself and yeah. one is being healthy, trying for some mental and emotional health. But only you can determine that for yourself. So sure. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Frankly, I agree. I agree.
1: Uh, as a nurse, I, I have to back that up. And not only that, when you are, when you are feeling more comfortable and happy in, in your skin, you want to do better things for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're depressed and unhappy, and if you were not happy, you would have sat on the couch. We would have just eaten. We would have played on the internet. We wouldn't have gone, hey, you know what? Let's go for a walk. That's a great idea. I want to keep this going.
2: Yeah. I like our walks too. We talk
1: about cool stuff and we talk shit. We talk a lot of shit.
3: Do I, do I get included in the shit talking? Oh, yeah.
2: Ah, well, what else a, are we going to talk about? That's authentic <laughs> hate mail right there. God
3: damn
1: it. But I think it's good. I'm also really happy that you were able to see yourself for something that, you know, is beautiful. Thank you. Like you need to be able to do that. Well, I mean, y'all are hot, and you touch me, so book
3: Didn't touch in yesterday. It was I know. Kind of hot. It was kind of little, little sexiness a little, 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 little orgasmic, <sighs>
2: Good what yeah, what? She's like, "Well, you, we were, there. What you were there. <laughs> you were there. You were there." She was chopping meat. <laughs> she was, she
3: she was, was meat. chopping meat during that. Well, very good. All right. Very wait. good. What do we? What the fuck are we doing now? We
2: go straight into this, the new one. The new what? New jingle.
3: Oh my god. Oh wait, wait a minute. I have a new jingle. Fuck off. Your real life sex stories are much better than fantasy. Averted podcast slut it's very sassy.
2: All right, so the <laughs> idea behind Slut Capades is that we'll tell stories about our exciting sexual lives, and eventually we'll have listeners submit We'll have listeners submits. that
3: that'll be yeah. the next phase. So today we're going to tell our story, so everyone kind of gets it. Um, this kind of goes along the line. There's a group called Body Storytelling, B A W D Y, mm-hmm. and they get up and they have timed. It's it's very timed, and you get two and a half, three minutes, whatever, to tell a personal sexual story. And and then they have a contest and the end someone wins. And it's really great. I couldn't get a, I tried to get a hold of them to see if I'm we... I'm
2: having dinner uh, with one of them tomorrow night. Oh, really? So okay, I'll, I'll great. I'll talk to them about next So let time. <laughs> them know that they
3: inspired our Slutcapades. I will let her know. And that uh, and that we're keeping that, uh, that tradition going. So what we're going to start doing is now our perverted podcast listeners can email us. Like you can make a YouTube video or a Vimeo video or something of you for two... What, are we doing two minutes or two minutes two and, and 30 and seconds?
0: Two and a half. I totally didn't time myself.
3: You get two and a half minutes exactly to tell your story, and we'll give you a topic. Uh, we'll sit, put it up on uh, our, uh, our Fet Life page, our Fet Life group, and uh, on the on NATO, the pervertedpodcast.com <laughs> website. <laughs> and uh and then you can just email us the link to that video and then i can pull the audio from that and like whatever the best you know stories are we'll actually go ahead and play your story hot and so forth and so every month we'll do a few so we're going to do today and fee had a topic that we were all going is
2: your your first official kink experience not not that like ass slap you got when you were a teenager but like the first officially kinky experience
3: okay so kathy you got our timer Yes, I I got got the timer. Ready to go. go, go, Why
0: don't you go first? I always always go first. Okay. I'll go first. All right. You have your timer. I'm I'm going to hit the timer. And then we take it in.
3: Your first official kink experience and go.
0: So my first time was the first time I took my clothes off in a public play space. I was really surprised at how easy and comfortable it was to do. It was with a woman who later became my girlfriend. She restrained my arms over my head. She began some sensation play. I've always known how sensitive my skin is, so I thought this is going to be great. But even I was surprised with um, just how after a few minutes, I was just dancing on my toes and smiling. And it felt absolutely amazing. When she noticed my reaction, she kind of smiled like had this inner voice I could always hear going oh yeah we're gonna have some fun with her because I was just hopping around. Um, now I always enjoyed playing with light fear as well as enjoying the feeling of steel against my skin but it had never occurred to me for some reason because this was one of my first experiences that both of these desires could be used on me by someone else. So it came as a surprise to both of us uh, that I responded so intensely when she came up behind me and took out a knife and started Mm -hmm. rubbing it along my skin. And the two parts of me that loved it were warring with one another, one that loved the feel of that steel and one that just wanted to get the hell away from that knife because it was so scary. At that moment, I just, I let go of everything. I let go of the need to be concerned about what the other person was thinking. I didn't think of anybody but myself and how amazing it felt. And I leaned back against her and I felt the whole side of my, uh, of my back up against hers. And I remember turning my head to the right to search for her. I don't know what I was looking for and I know that a lot of stuff happened afterwards. I don't remember what order they came in. I know that there was kissing and she pinched my nipples and it was amazing and it was all kinds of slutty sexy fun. But that moment when I stopped worrying about anyone else and just felt those feelings coursing through my body, that's the moment I will remember for the rest of my life.
2: Mm. With two seconds to spare. Oh, my yeah. God. Nice. Do <laughs>
3: you know what was great about that? I know we got to all do ours, uh, but it was great that you started really, you know, like, oh, okay, I got to get through it. And then all of a sudden you just opened up and that moment yeah. came. And that's the idea of telling your story is that we get to experience the perverted podcast listeners and us get to experience that experience that you had, whether it's and some of them are funny and fucked up. Mine's going to not be all normal, um, but, you know, <laughs> that's just part of being you real. You know, sometimes it doesn't go well.
2: I can't imagine. All right, who's All next? Right. Who's next? Uh, do Abyss. Abyss.
3: Let's have Abyss do hers.
1: Okay, I didn't write mine out. No, I didn't write
2: mine You were not name. really supposed no. to write them no, no, no. out. It's really notes. supposed
3: to be okay. telling your yeah, story. I
1: didn't write okay. mine. Ready and go. So once upon a time, a bitter girl walked into a dungeon. <laughs> and she was coming off of a divorce and had trust issues and said, fuck it. I'm going to go play and do some kink. So I sat through an orientation and heard lots of bad jokes. <laughs> but I kept catching the eye of one of the guys giving it. So they said, hey, there's a party afterwards. And I said, all right, well, I'll go. And I brought a friend with me. And so he said, hey, I, I have an electric play, you know, a violet wand. Have you ever done that before? And I said, no, that sounds like fun. And of course, I said, you can play with me, but you have to play as my friend first. You made him audition. I did. And uh, also, I made sure that uh, when we went through, I watched him play with her and said, okay, I can do that. And then uh, I took off my top and left my bottoms on. And he started running it up and down my skin while whispering dirty and inappropriate things in my ear. (laughs) And I got very turned on and started getting squishy and started suddenly feeling... Like I didn't want my friend in that room anymore, <laughs> so I finished the scene with some biting and some uh, pawing and wet panties, <laughs> and told him that maybe next time we can play, we can just play the two of us. That that person was boogie.
2: Nice.
1: So, Aww. Aww.
3: That was an amazing the, night. The
2: fucking smile on his face while you're telling that story was awesome. He's like, it was, e- that it was, was
3: sexy. Me. It was really sexy, and I didn't know that was her first uh, official like play scene or whatever. And cool. That was very nice. And look, we've had a few since then.
0: You yeah. took my play scene virginity. Ah. Oh. Pop
3: that dirty whore cherry of yours.
0: Now it's Boogie's turn. It's my turn. Yes.
3: Okay, tell me when. Go. All right, so my first play scene, of course, as you know, everything I do has to be, like, bigger than life. So I wanted my first official play scene to be amazing. I... I decorated my apartment with cand. I spent a hundred bucks on sheets and and candles and whatever to have this this woman come over and have this amazing, incredible experience. And 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 I was sure that you know I had my floggers and and I had you know just all sorts of stuff. I had money at the time, so I had lots of toys and and I had my game plan. I even had fucking notes on the wall like, first you're gonna you know do some warm up and and then start flogging and you know. Cause i really just wanted to be amazing and so so she comes over and i had like this thing she gets here and i go i'm still getting ready because you know i'm uber (laughs) dominant and i make her sit in the hallway of my apartment building under the stairs but the stairs you can see through them and no, just hold it up for me. And so she's sitting there and I have signs on the wall like, you will remain present with me. You are, you know, like this whole fucking thing, which sounds sort of sexy, but now sounds kind of douchey. So she sat and read that. And my neighbor looks down is like, Ah, am I? what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm like, she's abducted, staring at the wall. She obeyed. And she comes in, and I start playing with her, and I'm doing my things, and neither of us had really—I mean, we negotiated and sat at dinner and whatever—and and and it just became very, you know, I was like, I was doing good, I'm doing fucking good, and I'm slapping her back, right? And I'm slap, 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 and slap, and I kept slapping her back, and she's moving over the counter, and and all of a sudden, like I'm building some intensity, I'm like, fuck, I rock, and I'm like, what, ba, ba, pa, 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 and she just stands up, she goes, no, no, no. No, no, you're not doing it. No. And she fucking walks across the room. And all of a sudden, my fucking amazing first official scene is destroyed. And she didn't know how to say yellow or that hurts. And she was having a difficulty in her chest. And we had to renegotiate and come back down. Aww. And I had to handle it. It was my first experience where I had to bring someone down. And then we started playing and I flogged her and she got spacey. And it still wound up being okay, but you know what, it doesn't always go great, but <laughs> it was still a great experience.
2: <laughs> that is so
1: buggy.
2: I
3: spent a hundred dollars. Oh
2: pobrecito. So sad. That
1: right. was a sad one. You know what? That was that was a great learning experience. And I mean, you had connection.
3: It, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh,
2: right.
1: and it brought now, you to the place you are now
2: now I feel really bad about telling you about my first experience <laughs> it was, it was, fucking was awesome. amazing do it do it right. set
3: the timer ready Slunkapades right. fee go
2: so I met this guy on the internet because I was a chat geek so I met him on IRC back in the day and uh, he flew down from San Francisco to where I was going to college so we're talking 1996 here I was in college he flew down he got a hotel room uh, mind you th- i don't know how i'm still alive but whatever <laughs> he brought this big suitcase full not like a travel size not the overhead a big suitcase full of toys and what he did was he opened up the suitcase um we had this long talk about safe words and safety and all of this other stuff you know the the consent and all that and he pulled out each toy showed it to me explain to me what it was what it was called how it was used he would demo it on his own arm then he would demo it on my arm he would ask me how do you feel about this toy do you want to use it do you not want to use it are you not sure if you want to use it um at, at one point one of the things he pulled out was a uh, was like a, a rabbit fur glove and he he caressed my cheek with it and i kind of spaced out so then he took it off and he put it back in the suitcase and closed the suitcase and he says that's called subspace and you can't give consent when you're on subspace we're gonna wait till you come back And he waited until I came back. The negotiation took about an hour between all of the discussions about safety and safe words and then all of the, the, the toy stuff that we went through. Um, and then we started talking about what I was comfortable with sexually. And he said, uh, you know, he said he's married, but it's an open relationship. His wife knows where he is and he has her full consent, but I don't have to have sex with him if I don't want to. Now this man was not an attractive man physically, um, And it was the first time that I'd ever been in an experience with someone like this. And I was like, wait, I don't have to fuck you. (laughs) We can have this and I don't have to put your penis anywhere near my mouth. This is awesome. So yeah, he was totally respectful of all of my boundaries. What I remember is that he, um, he put a collar and a leash around my neck. I remember that part. I remember I crawled around on the floor. I remember that I was restrained to the bed, spread eagle, and I felt exposed and restrained, and it was awesome. And, and I never worried for a second about my safety. And that was my first experience.
3: Yay. Yay!
2: I wish I remembered his name. Oh. <laughs> or. He was great. He sent me birthday <laughs> presents for like three years. For three years, I got birthday presents every year on my birthday. He was a really great guy. <laughs> never nice. saw him again. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fuck him.
3: I thought that story would have ended differently. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it would have been well. just just you it, getting your poon and her pounded. Nope, it, went it went well. well. Yeah. That is a wonderful. <laughs> so that is our Slut Capades uh, segment. Once again, if you have a story, you have two and a half minutes to tell your story. Send it to pervertedpodcast.com at gmail or wait no
2: pervertedpodcast at gmail.com yeah
3: that fucking a it's like I'm doing tech make your, make it you can either do it if you want to send me an mp3 if you have you know if you actually have the ability to do that you can send an mp3 a WAV file or just make a youtube video or a vimeo of uh, you uh, doing your thing and I can pull it off of that and send me the link to that and we'll listen to those and uh, next month we'll, we'll put them up same yeah. topic uh, let's just uh, yeah, let's just make let's it first just, play. Yeah, let's yeah. just make first, it first first, first, first kinky play.
1: And I'd like for you people to make my panties wet. Come on, Make <laughs> our
2: panties wet. The <laughs> way Boogie made them wet the first yeah, time you well. played. Yeah, well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now she's like, whatever, fuck <laughs> off. She's more interested in the desserts tonight that were made by our lovely uh, house guest.
1: Yay! Yay! We love our pervert.
3: Our pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! We're goods. ready to. We are ready to just uh, do the song. We moved through the show pretty quick today. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just do doing this. it. Um, this is a special song to me because, uh, because of my uh, my body image, I find the animal that I relate to the best, based on my archetype and body look, is yes, the mighty and yet gentle beluga whale. And this is a story about a specific beluga whale named Pookie, and we're going to sing Pookie the Beluga Whale. You'll hear it right in the beginning. (laughs) Pookie the Beluga Whale had a problem, was a child actor but now's an alcoholic.
1: Total stoilet crap and now he's on the skids, drinking stolen rum from sunken pirate ships.
3: The bottom of the glacier Looks better from the top When you shit on those who love you No one's dead when you fall
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pookie called his agent screaming like a diva Why haven't you gotten me work? I was America's fucking...
2: The only gig he got was a celebrity boxing contest. He showed up really drunk and got his ass kicked by a walrus.
3: The bottom of the glacier looks better from the top. When you shit on those who love you, no one's sad when you fall off.
0: Pookie doesn't get it.
3: He's just an aging narcissist!
1: The penguins used to love him!
3: But now they pretend he doesn't exist! Pookie the beluga whale hit a new loaf for Boozy, let the Eskimos have sex with his blowhole! Ew!
0: Ew! Ew! ew. Fucking ew! Ew! ew. ew. Eskimo Ambergris Ew! Ew. The bottom bottom of of the glacier
3: Looks better from the top When you shit on those who love you you We all get a thrill when you
2: <laughs> somebody get a harpoon <laughs> <laughs> that is our show thank you for listening and please remember to tell your friends about us I guess if you're in Los Angeles or surrounding areas go ahead and visit threshold.org even though we don't record there anymore and find out about joining their kinky family
0: thank you to all of our guests and hosts and stuff to Fee, Woo! Abyss Woo! Boogie, Meek and our pervert yay, yay!
1: Of questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit us at pervertedpodcast.com. Or you suck.
3: And finally, please consider becoming a monthly man. Send money to Fet Life and then send money to us and then have giant fucking anal orgasms. But don't look for fissures because those are really nasty. And until then, my kinky, wonderful perverts, we are out of here.